Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart feels the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Plato's Hope, the Father and the Son. Uh, I will start this off with uh, a reading of Proverbs 29, verse 21. It says, He that delicately bringeth up his servant from a child shall have him become his son at the length, or shall have him become his son at length. Okay. So I will start with the father and the son because I alluded to it in the last uh, episode. Now, the question for this part is, or it comes from Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 1. Hath he no heir? Who is the he? And is there an heir? Okay. We've been talking about uh, Plato. uh, That is the former gods or lords of the Israelites. Uh, they went out when the Gentiles invaded and killed and murdered. And uh, those that they didn't kill, they cast into those Israelites that they did not kill, the Gentiles cast into captivity. And uh, the, uh, the Israelites are in the lands of the Gentiles to this very day. So, has he no Air. I've been talking about Plato, uh, that is, as I said, the former gods of the Israelites, of black people, uh, and I've been talking about the present living God, the man Tommy L. Hart. Okay? So, hath he no heir? Is there an heir of Plato? Or, to put it another way, is there an heir of the Lord? That line of Israelite gods, is there an heir? Okay. So, let's see. Let's see what the scriptures have to say. Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 14 says, I will be his father, and he shall be my son. That's coming from Plato, or the former gods of the Israelites. Now, I will be his father, 
and he shall be my son. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I should have done the, the hope first, but nevertheless, let's keep, keep, keep on with the father and the son. Okay. Is, has he no heir? And the Lord says, the Lord of, you know, the former God says, I will be his father and he shall be my son. Now, he said other things about uh, about the one he's talking about shall be his son. If I can turn back pages here to uh, page, just hold on one moment. Okay, here we are to page 16. Remember the things that I've said that uh, the Lord All Caps, I was calling him Lord All Caps, which he was. They, they were, they were uh, lords, and there was one lord at a time, okay? And I've spoken on that. Uh, uh, the lords say these things about the, the promised one. You know, in Isaiah, that's my main one, it's others. Isaiah 40, verse 10 says, the Lord God shall come. Then it gave us, uh, the Lord have given us uh, an identification, if you will, of the Lord God who was to come. We know now that he has come. We know we even know his name. His name is Tommy L. Hart. Okay? But these are the things that uh, the former gods have said about him when he comes. When he, the Lord God, comes, because that's a prediction in Isaiah 40, verse 10, the Lord God will come. Okay? Uh, they have said this. The gods have said these things here, in addition to the Lord God will come. They've said uh, the Lord will bring to light the hidden things. The Lord, when he comes, will bring to light hidden things. They have said, uh, he shall glorify me. Uh, they have said, uh, the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people. I have done that. I have glorified, Lord, all caps. I have, uh, let's see here, brought to light hidden things in the King James Bible. And, of, of course, I have come. The one spoken of has come. Okay, but there, there's more. Uh, and I, I'm not giving the, the references because I gave them in, in an earlier uh, episode. Nevertheless, I give this. Uh, Psalm 50, verse 3 says, Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. And certainly, Tommy Hart is not being silent. He's not keeping silence. Okay, uh, Daniel 2.28 says, There is a God that reveals secrets. Okay, Titus one fifteen. Uh, no, that's not it. Uh, John four twenty five says, "When he is come, he will tell us all things." Uh, and uh, there's the prediction which says, John seventeen ten, "I am glorified." Uh, there's Psalm forty four verse twenty one which says, "He knows the secrets of the King James Bible." That's what it's talking about. Okay, he knows the secrets. Now. I have fulfilled all those uh, predictions, if you will. Uh, uh, and so now 
I mean, and there are more because I gave you 30, okay, two or three weeks ago. I gave you at least 30. Now, you can add this to that set of predictions. 2 Samuel 7, verse 14. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. Okay? Now, so, as we begin here, uh, the father is a reference to the the former gods. We can say fathers. Each one was a father in his own time. Okay? They, They were a father to the Israelites, their people. And remember, the Israelites that I'm speaking of were black people. Uh, black people are scattered abroad in the nations of the Gentiles to this very day. And you know that Gentiles, alias, white people. Okay? So, yes, add that Second Samuel seven fourteen to that, that uh, long list of predictions and statements about the one that the promise about the promised one who has come. Now we know that. We know that. We've heard it. I've given you the facts of the matter uh, in, in, in at length. Okay. So w- there are certain things we know. So we're building on those certain things. Okay, that we know. Building on things that we know. All right. And this is new here about the Father and the Son. I haven't spoken at length before. I didn't do it on the preceding broadcast. I ran out of time. So, here we go. Keep that in mind. It is written, says the Lord, the former Lord, I will be his father and he shall be my son. Matthew chapter 3 verse 17 says this about the son. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. The Bible may say in whom I am well pleased, but I am allowed to make uh, corrections and all like that and clarify matters, these great matters that are in the Bible. All right? Uh, This is my beloved son. We know who the this is, but this is a reference to Tommy Hart. Okay, Tommy L. Hart. Okay, now we have this. First John, no, yeah, First John 5, verse 20. This is the true God. I gave you the installation uh, words, words of installation, uh, two or three uh, broadcasts ago. Okay. And uh, you can add that to that set of uh, statements, First uh, John 5, verse 20. This is the true God. Who's been proclaimed God? I had that in the other episode, two or three episodes ago, the man Tommy Hart, The Lord, Lord all caps, okay, uh, the former Lord, let me say it like that. The former Lord uh, proclaimed the man Tommy L. Hart, their successor. That's what this is all about, okay, the successor. Now, having said that, let's go back to the statement in Jeremiah 49, verse 1. Has he no heir? So we have an answer to that question. The man, Tommy L. Hart, is the heir. He is the heir, and they say this about him. Uh, the Lord says this, this is my beloved son. Okay? And in First John 5, verse 20, he says, this is the true God. 
remember in the words of installation and exaltation, it says, it, it, you know, it's to the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. And it's a, you can go back and uh, look that up, okay? It's not far back. Just a few episodes back. Okay. So we know who Tommy Hart is. I've been talking about that for the longest. We know who the former laws or gods were. Uh, we know that there were black people. Uh, so what does that mean? What does that say about Plato? Plato in the King James Bible claims he is an Israelite. Now, I am an Israelite according to the King James Bible. Okay? I, Tommy L. Hart, am an Israelite according to the Bible. I am one of those scattered by the Gentiles, and I'm in one of their lands, the United, United States of America. But let's get back to Plato now. This is a real serious matter. Plato claims to be an Israelite in the King James Bible. He says, I am an Israelite. But that's not all that he said. We're talking about the first father, okay? Uh, that's not all he said. In Song of Solomon, I'm sorry, in Song of Solomon, he says these words, quote, I am black, end quote. So two things he says in the King James Bible uh, with a reference uh, that has to do with black people. He says, I am an Israelite. He says, I am black. Now, what can you get out of that? He also says in the King James Bible, I myself also am a man. Not a spirit in the sky. Let me say that again. Not a spirit in the sky. He says, I myself also am a man. He says, I am black. He says, I am an Israelite. Now, how clear can that be? I don't think you can get any clearer identification of Plato than that. Black, Israelite, a man, and he also says he is a Hebrew. Okay? Now, I hadn't planned on saying that in this episode, so I don't have the references. All right? But I know that already. Maybe I can come back next time and give the references. But you know how to look things up. You have your smartphones and all that and your computers and all like that. You know how to do things. You can look those statements up. I am black in the King James Bible. I am black. I am an Israelite. Okay? I myself also am a man. And guess what? I'm getting excited. I had said I was not going to get excited in this episode. Uh, I think that skipped my mind. I should have just gone on and said it. Okay? Oh, he says he was taken into captivity. Now, when you add these things up, that's, those things happen to those things have to do with black people. Israelite, I-T-E word, reference to black people, black characterizations in the King James Bible. Hebrew, also representative of black characters in the King James Bible. We know what a man is, okay? 
We know that. Israelite, Hebrew, black, we know that. Right? A clear, vivid, uh, unambiguous description and one who was taken into the captivity, uh, you know, uh, maybe that's where he was taken into captivity. I'm talking about the form of God, okay? The God who was there at that time of the uh, Gentile invasion into the black land of the black people. Now, you have to keep up and you have to listen closely. Uh, you don't have to take notes at this time because you can re-listen to the episode, okay, later on, even after I go off. You can re-listen from Law Master Archives. Okay, so how vivid a description is that? I've told you Plato is all over your King James Bible. And what I'm simply doing is is, is demonstrating it in these episodes, that Plato is, all through, is throughout your Bible. He speaks throughout the Bible. And you know what I said the icon Plato is. So keep that in mind. Okay, it speaks to the line of the former Israelite gods who were also called lords or lords. Okay, but there was only one at any given time. All right, so we got that. Don't forget that. That's very important. Now, what we're talking about, what I am talking about, is what's in the Bible. I'm not talking about what your church says. I'm not talking about what they teach at the schools of theology and all. I'm not talking about what the philosophers say. I'm not talking about what anybody says except what is in the Word, in the book. That's what I'm doing. And if the book is wrong, then I'm wrong. But I don't believe the book is wrong. Okay? I believe I believe the book is right. Okay. I have confidence in the in the important matter that is set down in the King James Bible. I have confidence in that matter. Okay. Let's get on with the Father and the Son. He's already said, Plato has already said, and you know what I mean by the icon Plato. Plato has already said, uh, I will be his father, he shall be my son. And I told you you could add that statement to the list of uh, uh where I read off the, that list, you know, a few minutes ago, I read a part of the list, and you can get the complete list uh, by going uh, three, four, even if it's five episodes back, okay, in Law Master, from Law Master Archives. Now, okay, so the question is answered. Plato had, had uh, he has an heir, an heir, an heir to the throne, an heir to the title. Lord God of Israel. And we now know who that heir is, uh, and that heir is the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. In John 14, verse 8, important words, they say to me, 
Who is they? The Israelite gods from the written word. They say to me, Lord, show us the Father. Okay, keep that in mind. Now, I've spoken about the former fathers who were called lords. They were called God, you know, in it, each in his own time. All right? But they say now to me, show us the Father. I've spoken of, let me just move on. I don't want to jump the gun. Psalm, Psalm chapter 2, verse 7 says, The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. Where did he say it? Let's go to Acts 13, verse 33. We read these words. I read these words. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. This time, in, in this time that we're living in now, uh, the Lord God in the King, from the King James Bible says to me, thou art my son. So we have two, two times written, thou art my son. Okay? The thou is the same as the Lord in the statement, show us, Lord, Show us the Father. Okay? The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. Uh, that's Psalms 2, 2, verse 7, Acts 13, 33. Thou art my son. Okay? And what is a son here? What is Plato saying? Plato, uh, let me give you a definition for son here in this case. Son, a male person looked upon as the product or result of particular agencies, forces, influences, etc. They gave an example, a true son of the soil. Here, we are talking about a true son of God, the former gods. Okay? But now, the question remains, show us the Father. I haven't answered that yet. Okay? So stay with me. So we have a, de- a definition for son. Son is defined. Galatians 4, verse 1. Now, I say that the heir, you know who the heir is because I've told you, that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Does that sound familiar? Go back to the episode, like I said, just a few episodes back, to where uh, I presented to you the words of the exaltation of Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Okay? Remember uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians, uh, I'm sorry, Second Chronicle, no, 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 that's not right. Remember in First Chronicles chapter twenty-nine, uh, uh, as I read those words of exaltation, and we, we, this came out. Thou art head above all. And then uh, further down in the same reading, it says. Thou reignest over all. And now we hear, he be Lord of 
all. He's Lord of all, he's head of all, and he reigns over all. That's his that's his uh that's the position. That's his duty. To reign over the Israelites. Remember? The Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, the Lord of the Israelites, the God of the Israelites, the true God, this is the true God, the Bible says, speaking of the man, Tommy L. Hart. But those three alls, Lord of all, head above all, thou reignest over all. Now, let's give some perspective here. Where, where right now is the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart? And where are his people? Answer, the Lord Tommy L. Hart is with his people. And his people are in the land of their enemy, the Gentiles. Those who defeated them, who, who waged war against them, defeated them in battle, and all that they did not kill or murder or whatever or burn up and all like that, they are led, led into captivity into the Gentile nations. And that's how we as a black people got here in America, the United States of America. That's how we got to England and other places because it says the lands of the Gentiles that were back there during that time. Okay? Now, what is truth? This is truth what I'm saying. This is Bible truth. This is uh, what you call historical truth. Historical truth pertaining to the gods of the Israelites, uh, the Israelites themselves, okay? And now, uh, uh, the Lord God, Tommy Hart. So we are in captivity, Right? Now, irregardless, the man Tommy L. Hart is the Lord God of the Israelites. He's in captivity, as his people are. Okay? That's a fact. Now, the Gentiles should, uh, we should meet at the table, have a talk. Okay? Uh, there's the... Uh, Peace, the covenant of peace that's in Lawmaster Archives. Uh, Plato has already furnished us with that covenant of peace. All right? I'm talking to the Gentiles now. Okay? Well, I'm talking to people, period. Okay? But uh, specifically to the Gentiles with regard to this, what I was just saying. Okay? Right. Okay, so let's move on. Differs nothing. Now, I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. But if under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. We're talking about the son and the father. We know who the father is because I've told you earlier in this episode. We know who the son is. I've told you even in this episode. Okay. The son is the son the the heir the son is the heir, the heir is the son. Okay. But the heir 
the Son, is Lord of all. He is the Lord God. Okay? And I read the definition for Son. So Plato in the King James Bible calls the Lord God, the present living Lord God, his Son. Okay? All right, let me read it again. Now, I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God. But the son is now God. Okay? He can be the son and he and, and be God at the same time. Okay. Um, now, number nine. Know this, and this speaks about this speaks to the man Tommy of Heart, the Lord God. From his birth, there was never a time the man Tommy L. Hart uh, would become Lord God. He was born the Lord God of Israel. Remember Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, the question, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Okay, I gave that as a president. I'm not born, I was not born king of the Jews. I was born the Lord God of Israel. That's why that question was so important. Has he no heir? The man Tommy L. Hart is the heir, and Plato has called him his son. He has said, I will be his father, and he shall be my son. This is the true heir. This is the true God, First John 5.20. And this is the, this is the heir. Mark 12, verse 7. Mr. Hart was born the Lord God. Isaiah 40, verse 10 says, The Lord God will come. And that is what has happened. The Lord God has come. So Mr. Hart was born the Lord God. He was born a father to his people, Israel. The man Tommy L. Hart was born a father to his people, Israel. Which reminds me about the statement in the Bible, King James Bible, our father which art in heaven. Now, I've said that heaven is space, and everything that is created and exists, exists somewhere in the space called heaven. Earth is in the space called heaven. You, wherever you are, you are always situated somewhere in the space called heaven. There are graveyards in the space called heaven, Uh, cemeteries, uh, people die, people live in heaven. So let me say it like this. People live, people die in heaven. For heaven is Space and everything that is is situated somewhere 
in the space called heaven. Our Father, which is in heaven. Presently, that our Father is in the United States. Right? I need not uh, be any more exact. Okay? So, let's see where I am. So, Mr. Hart was born the Lord God. He was born a father to his people Israel. And 10, the imperative, Lord, show us the Father. Remember that? Uh, I have two statements to answer that question, to help me answer that question. Lord, show us the Father. Okay? Uh, Psalm 94, verse 1 says, show thyself. That's talking to me. Show thyself. Present yourself. Manifest yourself. Okay? Uh, and uh, John chapter 7, verse 4 says, To me, show thyself to the world. Isn't that, that what I'm doing? Isn't that what I'm doing now at this time? And been doing for some time. I've been showing myself to the world. I have been showing myself as I, as I have been directed from Psalm, which says, show thyself. And uh, from John 7, 4, which says, show thyself to the world. It is written, uh, Jeremiah 10, 10, about the Lord God, Tommy Hart. He is the living God. I say to you, he is the living father to his people, Israel. Uh, the father and the son. So here, the Father and the Son are one, and the name is Tommy L. Hart. I didn't write down that statement, but there's a statement in John that says that. I and the Father are one. The Bible is real, and there are events that I'm presenting to the people that are taking place, taking place at this time, at this time. During, during this generation, important events stated in the Bible to take place, things to come, the Bible calls them. And they, are, they have come because they are being fulfilled now. Many of them are fulfilled. Remember the 30? And I just told you they had another one, and that makes 31. But there are others that I, don't, that I haven't even put, included in the list, okay? But for the sake of those that I have included in the list, we know now 31, okay? I may have presented another one the last time. But in it, nevertheless, there are many predictions that have been fulfilled by the man, Tommy L. Hart. Many predictions are many things predicted by Plato, the icon Plato, that the man, Tommy L. Hart, has uh, brought to pass. Fulfilled. So this is the answer to the question. Show us the Father. I've been showing you myself for quite some time. The Father, so the statement in John is true. I and the Father are one. Remember, I have from the beginning of this episode, I've gone from the former, the former fathers, 
Lord God, if you will, Lord God, if you will, uh, to the present living Lord God, Father of the Israelites. Isn't that something? That's why I said listen closely. And you can always go back and listen again from Romance Archives. Now, that's it for uh, the Father and the Son. Now, let me see if I can get this about Plato's hope. Um, if I go straight through it, I can do it. And, and you know what I've done? I've given a historical uh, um, context for the Lord God from the past to the present. Historical relevance is very important. The Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, didn't just pop up out the blue. Okay? No, he didn't. So let, let's talk about uh, Plato's hope. Now, let me give the definition for hope. The feeling that what is wanted can be had, and this one here, the person or thing around which uh, expectations are centered. Plato's hope. What is he? What is it? Does he have a hope? If so, what is that hope? That's our question. Okay. In uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, Plato says, my earnest expectation and my hope. Now watch this. Acts 17, 23, one of the Bible's salutations to the unknown God. The unknown God is now known. His name is Tommy L. Hart. I've said that several times throughout my time on Blog Talk Radio. All right? Uh, to, uh, Romans 16, 27, another, uh, and, and these, no, let me just read, Romans 16, 27, to God only wise be glory. We know who God is now. We know who the true God is now. We know who the present living God is now. We know some things about the former gods. We know about the term Plato, the iconic uh, term, the uh, icon Plato. We know some things. Acts 26 verse 7 speaks about hope to come. Hope to come. Keep that in mind. Now, let's start with this because this is a before in, in terms of before and after. Isaiah 57 verse 10 says, there is no hope. That's the before fact, statement. That's the before. So, Isaiah 57, 10, there is no hope. Uh, Romans 15, verse 13 says, And now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. The God of hope. Okay, let's, let's keep on. Psalm 38, verse 15. Plato is doing the talking. Well, he said that in other statements as well. Plato says in Psalm 38, 15, For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. You see that? He didn't say, For in thee, O Lord, did I hope. 
he says directly to me from the King James Bible, for in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord my God, and here I have. I've heard uh, Plato's voice from the King James Bible, and I've responded. Psalm 42, verse 5 says, Hope thou in God. I say to you, hope thou in God. To the Israelites, hope thou in God. Uh, Psalm 39, verse 7. And now, Lord, keep in mind these statements are coming from Plato. They're coming from the form of God. Uh, Psalm 39, verse 7. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. He's talking to me and yet at the same time telling me that his hope is in me. Now, part of his hope has been fulfilled. Much of his hope has been fulfilled uh, because what? He predicted in hope the coming of the Lord God. He said the Lord God will come, and that has happened. The Lord God has come. Okay? Uh, Jeremiah eighteen twelve. there is no hope. Uh uh, but he's talking to his hope now. Why do I say that? Because he's told me. He said, you, Lord God, are my hope. He's talking to his hope. Okay? The one he hoped to come. All right? A uh, hope would come. Now, for thou art my hope, O Lord, Psalm 71, verse 5. For thou, let me put a name there. For thou, Tommy L. Hart, Lord God of Israel, art my hope, O Lord. So we know he's talking to me because he says, O Lord. All right? Job 11, verse 18 says, there is hope. What? There is hope. We have a before and after. Before the coming, there was no hope, as stated in Isaiah 57, verse 10. There is no hope. Not saying Plato didn't have hope, but the but saying the hope has not materialized or been realized. That's what that's saying. But now the hope is realized, and he says, Job 11, verse 18, there is hope. Where? There is hope in the man, Tommy L. Hart. There is hope for his people. There is hope for his people. Okay? That's why the content in Lawmaster Archives is so important. All right? There's hope. Psalm 16, verse 9. He says, my flesh also shall rest in hope. So the form of God or the form of God died in hope. He died having hope in the Lord, in the coming, in the reappearing of the Lord God. Of Israel, he died in hope of that one who has come and done many good things for his people. Not will do, but has done already. The Bible says something to this effect 
in Isaiah, and I think it's repeated in the New Testament, what it's called in the New Testament. It says, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for them that love him. Where are those things that God has prepared for his people? And not all, not just for his people, but some of those things are for the Gentiles as well. And for all people, okay, some of those things, okay, they are in Lawmaster Archives. Now, let me hurry up here. Okay. He says, my flesh also shall rest in hope. He's been resting in, in rest. He's been resting in hope for a long time, hasn't he? But hope is now here. His hope paid off. All right, the former gods of Israel, hope paid off. It is present. Uh, Ezra nine verse fifteen says, "O Lord God of Israel, thou art righteous." Ruth, 1 verse 12, I have hope. Plato has hope. He had hope, didn't he? And his hope has been uh, realized. His hope has been realized. He says, I have hope. hope uh, Job seventeen fifteen. where is now my hope? Well, his hope has now come, okay? We got a before and an after already. Uh, as for my hope, who shall see it? You see it. You people. You see Plato's hope. You see the hope of the fathers of the Israelites, the hope of the gods of the Israelites. And I could also say it's people, you know, the former people. Before we were taken into captivity and lost all remembrance of former things. Oh, it has hurt us so bad what the Gentiles have done to us. Okay? And the Gentiles know what they've done. They know I'm right. <laughs> they know I'm right. You you should know I'm right. Okay? Now, let's see where were we. Uh, for my hope, as for my hope, who shall see it? Like I said, you see it. You hear the hope. You hear Plato's hope speaking. He acknowledges that. Uh, just disregard that. In Genesis 16, verse 13, he says, Thou, God, seest me. Plato hoped that I would see him in the King James Bible and in his dialogue. Okay? Uh, Thou, God, seest me. He hoped that I would see him. Then he asked, Lord God, tell me a heart. Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? In the Bible, it is evident Plato has looked after the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, even to the extent of putting in the words of exaltation uh, uh, and installation, of those words which I read uh, to, uh, maybe three or four weeks ago, okay, or episodes ago. He has put everything that we need, Israelites, in the book, okay? He has not only provided for me, he has provided for the uh, Israelites, period. 
okay? But he asked me, uh, have I also here looked after him that sees me? Have I also here in the King James Bible, that which is called the King James Bible, have I also looked here? Have I also here looked after him that sees me? And the answer is indeed yes. Psalm 78, verse 7, that they might set their hope in God. That's for the Israelites. And those who love God, those who love God, the man, Tommy L. Hart, not a spirit, okay? And not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. What have I commanded the Israelites to do? What have I asked the Israelites to do? What have I asked the Gentiles to do? I asked them some things in the preceding episode. Okay. And I asked something in this one uh, minute, minutes ago. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 7. The Lord, the hope of their fathers. Did you get that? That's, I said that once or twice uh, in this episode. I didn't know that was coming up. Yeah. The hope of their fathers, the hope of a former God, and I believe the hope of the people because, I don't know, okay, just the hope of their fathers. Our ancestors, okay, if you will, the hope of our ancestors. Wow, that takes us way back, doesn't it? Our ancestors hoped in the appearing and the coming of the Lord their God, and he's here. Uh, that is Jeremiah 50, verse 7. The Lord, the hope of their fathers. And Plato has already said to me, I read it to you, He hope, his hope is in me. His hope is in the Lord, God of Israel. Plato did not believe in a God up in the sky. Our fathers, before the invasion of the Gentiles, did not believe in, in, in that there was something up in the sky that they called God. No, their God dwelt among them, with them, working in their behalf and working, working for their good. Okay? Listen to this, Psalm 22, verse 4. Our fathers trusted in thee. Wow. And then trust in the Lord, uh, not without president, okay? Trying to read my own writing. <laughs> but anyway, I can read this, Psalm 22, verse 4. Our fathers trusted in thee. This is what the uh, what Plato is saying to me. He's saying, our fathers trusted in you, Tommy, L, Hart, the Lord God of Israel, the living God. Let's move on. Psalm 119, verse 114. I hope in thy word. Plato is telling me he hopes in my word. He knows that my word will be of great benefit to my people, to our people. Plato's people, my people, to our people. Always remember that. Plato in the Bible says he's an Israelite. He says he's black. 
he says he was taken into captivity. Just like the black people were. All those three things, those three things right there. And including the word Hebrew, he says he's a Hebrew. All black people are Hebrews. The Israelites were the top people, you know, the, the leaders, the Israelites, uh, of their, they were the rulers. That uh, From that group, you could call it tribe if you want to. From that tribe came the leaders. I'm talking about the supreme leaders, okay? That's why they were called God, supreme. In the United States, they have a supreme court. Okay? All right. A judge's word is supposed to be final. Okay? Now, let's finish this while I still have just a few minutes. Psalm 119, verse 116. And let me not, uh, let me not, uh, be ashamed of my hope. Psalm 119, verse 116, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. What is this hope? If you were asked right now, what was Plato's hope in light of what I've said, what would you say? The man Tommy L. Hart is Plato's hope. Okay? Is Plato's hope manifested? The man Tommy L. Hart is Plato's hope manifested. The man Tommy L. Hart is our father's of ancient time, of ancient time, hope. The hope of our fathers are in ancient times. Let me not be ashamed of my hope. His hope is in is an individual who has who he predicted would come and has come and is now talking to you. Okay. Uh the people are commanded. Second Corinthians three verse twelve. Seeing then that we have this that we have such hope. Uh Psalm thirty verse seven. Let Israel hope in the Lord. Let the Israelites hope in the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. I'm clarifying, making it easy to understand. Okay? Let Israel hope in the Lord. Jeremiah fourteen eight. Oh, the hope of Israel. Oh, it's just so beautiful what is laid out here with reference to Plato's hope. And Plato is saying that uh, the Lord God, Tommy Hart, is the hope of his people and commanding them to hope in the Lord their God. Not hope that he would come, but hope in his word, trust in his word. Cling to his word. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, man. Okay? Love him. Love the Lord thy God. Okay? And do what he says. Yeah. And because that's how love is shown in this instance. If you love the Lord God, then you'll do what he says. You'll obey him. Just simple as that. If you don't do that, then, then you do not love the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Israelites, if you don't do that, then you do not love your own God. And you are against your own God. Not somebody else's, but your own. Uh, Let Israel hope in the Lord. That's 
Psalm 30, verse 7, and uh, Jeremiah 14, verse 8. Oh, the hope of Israel. Psalm 131, verse 3. Let Israel hope in the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, from henceforth and forever, from this point on and forever. Let Israel hope in the Lord their God, the man, Tommy L. Hart. Important information. What, uh, what other group can, can say they have God among them? A special people, the Israelites. What the Bible says, in a, uh, remember now, remember now thy God, remember now thy creator, remember now thy creator. You don't have to take it further. I'm talking to adults and young. I'm talking to adults. Remember now thy creator. Remember now. I'm asking you to do that. I'm commanding you to do that. That's an imperative statement. Israelites, remember now the Lord your God, Tommy L. Hart. Okay, let's close out. Just a few more. That's a strong statement. Let Israel hope in the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, from henceforth and forever. When you read the Bible and you're just reading words without any understanding of who or whatever is being talked about, What's the point in reading? What's the point in reading if you don't understand what you're talking about? What's going on? When the Bible says Lord, who is it talking about? The Bible itself asks, who is the Lord? The Bible itself asks, who is God? You read about God in the Bible, but you don't know who he is. Okay? Okay. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Romans 5, verse 2, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Rejoice that God has come. Rejoice that he's come, that he's here. He's made himself known. He's fulfilled prophecies or he's fulfilled predictions. Uh, he has so much information stored up for you in Lawmaster Archives. I mean, he's done a magnificent job. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. God is glorified. The man Tommy L. Hart is glorified. He, the Bible says about the man Tommy L. Hart in Psalm, he is, Psalm 45, he is thy Lord and worship thou him. Okay, moving on. Romans 8, 24. For we are saved by hope, the Lord God of Israel. Colossians 1, 23. And be not moved away from the hope, of the gospel. What is the hope of the gospel? The hope of the gospel is an individual, the man Tommy L. Hart. This has nothing to do with the fictitious character in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's fiction. Plato here is talking real talk. Real talk. Talk that can do you some good. Okay? And rejoicing hope of the glory of God, Romans twelve twelve says rejoicing in hope. Your hope is an individual, people. That's what the, this is. That's what all these statements are saying. Rejoice in the Lord your God. Who is he? His name is Tommy L. Hart. Okay. 
How can you rejoice in God and you don't even know who he is? Then the Bible is telling you to do something that you have no knowledge of what you're doing. Okay, moving on. Okay. Uh, Isaiah 62, verse 2. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory. That is to me. Telling me, Plato is saying to me, just what it says. The Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory. I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm not hiding. I mean, I'm on the internet. I'm on Blog Talk Radio where anybody in the world can see me. But it says, the Gentiles shall see my righteousness. That's the important thing. And kings thy glory. The glory which I manifested uh, just a few episodes ago. All right. And then it says, and thou shalt be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord shall name. What is that new name that I shall be that the Lord God shall be called by? It's my name, Tommy L. Hart. That's the new name, Tommy L. Hart. Okay. The father hoped in the son to resurrect and continue the line of laws and to restore the kingdom to Israel. Restore Israel. And other things, okay. I just wrote down that statement. Question. First Thessalonians 2.19. What is our hope? I should have said that at the beginning of this part. On the hope. That's the question. What is our hope? And I've pointed that out and made it clear. Our hope, the Israelites' hope, is the Lord their God, who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. Now, 1 Timothy 3.16 says, God was manifest in the flesh. Oh, boy, that's a great statement. I have manifested myself in the flesh, a human being. People see me. You hear me speaking. You know I'm a human being because you hear me speaking. Spirits don't talk. We have no knowledge of spirits, really. Okay? We don't even know if anything exists that is called a spirit. Okay? Okay. God was manifest in the flesh. Add that to those 30-something predictions because that's what that is. It was said a full time. Okay? Add it. Add it to that list of predictions Tommy uh, Plato predicted and the man Tommy of Hart fulfilled. Uh, God was manifest in the flesh, preached to the Gentiles, received up to glory, believed on in the word, in the world. That's that's the plan. And and the Israelites of course are in that plan, okay? Okay. That's it. Before and after Having no hope, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, having no hope and without God in the world. That's a before statement, before the appearing and coming of the Lord God, Tommy Hart. The after, Psalm 31, verse, verse 7, there is hope. Psalm 18, uh, verse 46, the Lord God liveth. The Lord liveth. There is hope. The hope has come. Hope in God. The man, Tommy Hart. I hope you listen, uh, and I hope you re-listen. Go to the Alumnus uh, Archives, re-listen, and all. And uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter 
always make Lawmaster Archives your dream place and join me next time.